Hello and welcome to Delightful. I'm your host, Lisa McCrowan. Delightful is where science and psychology meet spirituality and creativity to help you follow what delights your heart and live a life you deeply love. Welcome to Delightful. I'm so glad that you're here and that you're tuning in today. Today, we are all about exploring what really matters. What really matters. Before we go into the holidays, so if you're listening to this at a time when it is published, then you'll know that we are going into the holidays. And I thought it would be lovely for us to take a moment to pause and connect to our own selves. So before you get into the hustle and bustle of the holidays, before you get triggered by that usual messiness of being human and in a family, let's pause. Let's pause for what really matters and reflect on that before as we go into this season. And if you're listening to this and it's not the holidays, a pause to connect with what really matters is useful anytime. I'd like to start by sharing a story with you and then I'll read a poem. So let's go ahead and get started. So if you've been around for a while and you know me, you know that I love writing poetry. I started writing poetry when I was in third grade, when I was in Mrs. Costumator's third grade class, and we'd make books with these covers that were cardboard, but, but contact paper over them, like colorful contact paper over them. And we would then like check out each other's books, like, like you're in the library. It was so cute. It totally got us into writing, and I still thank Miss Costumator for that. I have written all my life poems that sometimes that are just for me, poems for special occasions that people ask me to write, and poems to just share and put on my my blog, poems to get hand out to people. I've written two books that are filled with poetry, and I'm sure that I'll write another one and another one. And I share poetry on this podcast. I share it on my blog. So I'll be vulnerable and share that years ago, I felt this call within me. The words were really simple. I heard from deep within me, you are a modern day mystical poet. You are a modern day mystical poet, Lisa, and share your poetry with the world. It took me a while to step into that, to see myself as a modern day mystical poet, to like, who am I, right? I go into the thing of like, that we often do when we, when Oh, when we're, when we're encountering our greatness, when we're being called into our innate greatness and to see it and live it and shine it. it, took me a while. And I didn't really share that too much with people, maybe my closest friends and family, like, what is this modern day mystical poet and to share my poetry with the world? So now I'm, just, I'm saying that I, I know that call very genuinely and deeply in me. It was very clear. And I feel that. And so I've listened I have. I've, I've shared poetry. I've written poetry. I, and I share it in the ways that I feel called to. I don't know where this call will take me. All I know is that I'm supposed to embody that modern day mystical poet and write. So all that being said, I had interpreted that call to be a modern day mystical poet to just writing poetry, not necessarily being poetry, 
my life being a poem, my actions, thoughts, way of being as poetry. And then one night, as a midlife woman, as the midlife woman I am, I was working on a poem. I was just reflecting on some things in life that I'll share a moment that, that get shared in this poem that I'll share in a moment. As I was writing, I felt this nudge to put it away and be in my life. My husband, Brian, was lying next to me in the bed. He was quietly reading while I was writing. And I felt this deep in my bones. Be poetry, Lisa. Don't just write it. You already are the writer, poet, the modern day mystical poet that you're called to be. So now just delight, experience delight. That is poetry. That's the next level poetry for you, Lise. That's what I felt in me. So that night I did, I, I put down my pen. I turned towards Brian. We just hung out for a little while. It was just good just to connect with him. And the next day I wrote this poem. It's called Pales in Comparison. The gray strands in my hair now outnumber the blonde and brown ones. My joints are stiff in the morning before a hot shower. There's more padding around my middle, and I have my first pair of reading glasses. I am aging. I'm growing older. I cannot naive, naively turn away from the fact that all I love will fade. The daisies I picked from our backyard. My husband's soft kisses on my forehead. Movie night and popcorn with my teens. Soon my children will move out of our house and from under my wing go to college, move into their first apartment. My parents will pass away, and we will sort through their Christmas decorations, the books on the shelves in their office, and the coffee mugs in their kitchen cabinets. This is sobering to admit, as I write in the late evening with my husband next to me, quietly reading on his side of the bed. I reach for his hand. He doesn't know why. But without words, he somehow knows to come closer. I put away this poem to complete another day. This fading moment is too exquisite to miss. Writing poetry pales in comparison to living it. Mm -mm -mm. Those last few lines of this fading moment is too exquisite to miss and writing poetry pales in comparison to living it. Wow. Mm. That evening, a new level of what poetry is washed over me. So writing poetry is sacred. It's my calling. But as much as I am deeply called to write poetry, I am even more deeply called to live it. Maybe you are like me and you get caught up in a limited view, an, an in-the-box way of thinking about who you are and what you're called to be about in this world. 
Maybe you're like me in that you can also be so serious and take your responsibilities very seriously, so seriously that we end up doing instead of being. So don't get me wrong, writing poetry for me is sacred, but anything can become an avoidant strategy. Writing poetry, meditation, doing yoga, that can take us away from living and experiencing life. Let me give you some examples from some people that I've worked with. I've changed their names and some of the details. Jillian, she was and still is into plants. She loves plants. She loved them so much and people would ask her to buy plants from her, the things that she was making. So she, or the things that she was uh, replanting, you know, what's that called again? Propagating and all those things. And she started to, so she started to sell them. And so she started to grow plants so others could have nature around them. She loved that. It was wonderful. And she felt called to do this. But then she got so caught up in, in her business as a solopreneur, which I can relate to. She was constantly working, like a, I'd imagine like trimming, propagating, whatever, all the things that go into tending to plants, marketing, selling, delivering, all that other back-end business stuff we do. And she started to notice, she started to reflect back on how she was spending less time out in nature and in her greenhouse, just enjoying plants. Like she used to just really just be so delighted and, and find solace in and comfort and being grounded and in her greenhouse. And she started to notice how she was not that way anymore. She was hurried. She was on the go. She was frustrated when something wasn't growing fast enough. And she came to me because she was burnt out and feeling disconnected. Same thing with Madison. Madison, again, a name change and some details changed, but she she was teaching yoga. She had felt called to be a yoga teacher. And then she found herself teaching more yoga classes because people really loved her classes. And then she opened a yoga studio. I mean, okay, that is almost too too easy. It rolls off the tongue too easily. Like it took a lot of work to open up a yoga studio. And to say that she got really busy was an understatement. She was overwhelmed with the business and managing people and some of the things that surprised her that she didn't think that she would, that that would be a lot, were a lot when she opened up her studio. And she came to me because, well, one of the things that she was saying is that she wasn't practicing her own yoga, that her body was um, tired and stiff. She was having some different ailments and some gut issues and those things and and she didn't know what to do. So me and writing poetry, Jillian selling plants, Madison and teaching yoga, those are all sacred calls, like true calls. And each of us needed to pause and listen to the deeper calling. Like, What's the expression of living this poetry, this plant life, this yoga? What's the expression of living it right now? Like what really matters to me right now? What needs some balance? When I reflect on this now, I see that each of us needed to put away the business, put away even the, the sacred call for a moment, right? And just experience this fading moment that's too exquisite to miss. These fading opportunities on a daily basis to do her yoga for, or for Madison to do her yoga 
and these fading everyday moments that became fewer and fewer of of um of Jillian being in her greenhouse and me writing poetry but maybe working a little too much <laughs> and missing out on some exquisite moments that are here these fading moments I realized that night that I was writing the poem, I started to write that that poem pale, pales comparison. I didn't know where it was going to end up uh, and ended up being written the next day. I realized that that, that night that there's more to for me to being a modern day mystical poet that then producing poetry. There might be written or or spoken poems that will still be inside of me when I die that will not be shared with the world because I am called to live poetry. And get this, for my enjoyment, my delight, poetry, I discovered that night, poetry is being right here, to turning toward my husband and being with him that night. That's an expression of poetry. That's poetry too. And it's for my enjoyment and my delight, because as we know, then that deep, deep fulfillment of being in right balance and alignment, that being in that delight and fully embodying our enjoyment, that, that flows over as abundance to others, as inspiration to others in terms of just even how our, how regulated our nervous system is, because we are in alignment. Jillian, she realized that she didn't want to run a big business or run a business, a big business around her passion. She wanted to keep it small and which was going against all the advice she had been given. Like, of course you want to grow and expand. Of course you want to take more money or you want to make more money. No, that that wasn't for her. And in our work together in coaching, that's what she was discovering as hard as hard as it was to get real with that. Madison. Madison kept her yoga studio, but she, she, we figured out how she could hire different support. And so she got to start to take more time off. She loved teaching. And also, she created time for her to do her own yoga, her, her asana practice, so her movements, as well as then living it in new ways and her life. So as I share in the poem, I am getting older. All of us are. I mean, the evidence is clear for me. Maybe not so much for you yet. Depends on, depends on who you are. But I have more lines around my face, more padding around my middle. My joints are, are stiff sometimes until I take that hot shower in the morning. And I am not running away from that fact. The fact that Everything I love will fade. We are here only for a short amount of time. That isn't to stress us out. This I'm saying this in order to call us out. Call us out of our doing. Even if what we are doing is answering a sacred call to be a parent, a pastor, doctor, teacher, artist, musician, poet, and to ask ourselves, what matters? What fading moment 
is here that's too exquisite to miss. You might ask yourself that right now, not to judge yourself, but rather to get real with yourself and make a course correction if you need to. Take a moment and ask yourself that. Get quiet. Maybe if it's possible to take a seat or to lie down. And if you soften or close your eyes, feel the breath moving in and out. And soften into this moment. Bring your attention into this moment. Feel that wave of the breath. Hear that wave of the breath. Let the breath on that inhale come deep down into the belly and feel that expansion between each rib and up to the collarbones. And then on exhale, let there be this sense of letting go, releasing, softening. And soften into your eyes, your jaw. Let your shoulders move down and back, away from the ears. And let yourself be supported, whether you're sitting or lying down. Let yourself be supported to feel into that support. And then ask yourself, what matters right now in this season of my life? What matters? You might get different images. You might have words that you want to write down in journal. And it might take a little bit to move through some of the layers from all the, the static and the, and the stuff that just we're, we're thinking about, the layers of thoughts, to settle the mind a little bit, to get into then what matters, what matters. If you're going into this holiday season, if you're listening to this as, you're, as we're going into the holidays, you might ask yourself, what really matters this holiday season? And then ask yourself, what fading moment is here in my life right now that's too exquisite to miss? What fading moment is here right now in my life that's too exquisite to miss? What am I missing out on? What exquisiteness, beauty am I missing out on right now? Again, not to judge ourselves but just to get real with ourselves and make a course correction as we need to. As we're doing this, I'm, I want to suggest to you to, to possibly get out some paper and journal about this. You might want to pause this in a moment after I ask this other question or give this other idea about what you could, you might want to consider. You want to pause this and, and, and just journal for a little bit, 
for those of you who like to journal. And for those of you that don't like to journal, you might just want to pause this and just in a moment uh, and just sit with what arises for you. The, the next little practice that I want to give you is maybe you have your own line. So the line I have is the, the last line of the poem, writing poetry pales in comparison to living it. Maybe you have your own similar line, like doing X pales in comparison to, and then fill in the blank. Maybe like having a plant business pales in comparison to being in nature and surrounding my own home with plants. Owning a yoga studio pales in comparison to practicing yoga. Planning the big annual family vacation pales in comparison to getting along as a family on a daily basis and having little adventures, more frequent adventures as a family. Making a beautiful home for us pales in comparison to living in it and having good people fill it with joy and laughter. This one, uh, before the holidays, Having everything perfect pales in comparison to having a good time, to having a good time. So maybe write your own, your own pales in comparison phrase just to help us bring in some more balance to get real with ourselves. And maybe you don't have to quit your job. (laughs) I will always write poetry. Madison still runs a yoga studio. But it's, it's just with a bit more balance. Jillian still sells plants, but on a much smaller scale. As we gear up for the holidays, ask yourself, what really matters? Writing poetry to me matters. But remembering that I don't have to produce more poetry to be more of a modern day mystical poet than I already am, that matters. Being poetry, experiencing poetry, from going on a walk and watching the sun setting to going to bed early and making love with my husband, that matters. What matters to you? What deeply matters to you? If you don't know yet, get quiet and just keep asking yourself, what matters? What matters in this season of my life? And even if you have a deep calling and you feel like you are in the right profession, the right role or situation, it's good to check in with yourself and just ask yourself, what matters right now? And then another question similar, but, but gives a little bit different nuance here is, what delights my heart? What delights my heart? As you are that, that musician, that, that artist, that helper, that therapist, that doctor, nurse, teacher, and all those roles... What matters? What delights my heart? What delights my heart? 
And it can be both. Writing poetry delights my heart. But in that that night, when I got that nudge to just not finish the poem, to, to stop writing poetry and to turn toward my husband and just hang out and be with him, I was being called into a deeper expression of what it really means for me to be living my calling. What delights your heart? Where, where your delight is, that's, that is where your soul is too. And I believe that the divine within us is always talking to us and and nourishing us and and wanting to connect with us even deeper and to help us, to guide us in the evolution of our soul's path. So where your delight is, that's where your soul, your God is too. If you enjoyed this episode i'd so love it if you would support the podcast here are some ways that you can support me and the podcast you could leave a rating and a review on the platform that you use i especially love reading the the reviews on on uh, on apple podcasts but any other one you can do that too that's awesome I read those. I love them. I cherish them. It really just also helps to spread the word. I mean, yes, you could help spread the word. This is so a grassroots effort. I don't. It's just me. It's just me, y'all. It is just me doing all of this. And I put so much heart, time, and energy into this. And if you would help by um, word of mouth, uh, sharing about the podcast, if there's a particular episode that resonated with you, with your dear ones, that would be so awesome. I'd really appreciate that. If you'd like to get on my mailing list, you can sign up on my website. I'll leave all these links that I'm talking about in the show notes and you'll get my soul care starter kit that could be really awesome for, well, any time in the year, especially then over these, these holiday, this holiday season and then starting the new year. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. I'm not on every day, giving myself that boundary, but I am on maybe a couple times a week. And so there's some inspiration there between episodes if you'd like to uh, if you'd like to connect with me in that way. And then also, if you'd like to support this podcast with a monetary donation, that would be phenomenal. Uh, I'll leave the link to the in the show notes about it's called Buy Me a Coffee. And you can make a one-time donation, you could make a monthly donation. I just thank you so much because uh the small community that I'm building of my delightful divas on Buy Me a Coffee recognize just how much goes into these producing these episodes and creating the content, writing the poetry, uh, sharing the sharing some of the thoughts and leading some of the reflections. So thank you very much for for acknowledging and how much time and love this takes. So I thank you for tuning in and I'm so grateful that you are here and I hope you have a blessed rest of the day. Until next time, may you be delighted.